if I deliver to someone something that's kind of marginal, then I'm kind of marginal, right? If I deliver great, a little step beyond, that's what's going to lead that person to then recommend me to someone else. So if I can't deliver, but I can help them, I can say, you know, you ought to call David. He really knows everything about blah, blah, blah. This really isn't in my wheelhouse. I'd be glad to help you on something else, but this is not the one. They appreciate that, right? And that's where a consulting community can help each other to know those skills and to know the background of people. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, and small business owners build their businesses after long careers as employees. We believe you should be able to do more of what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Kahn. Today on Smashing the Plateau, I'm speaking with business leader, Paul Brubaker. In today's episode, you will learn how to network and build real relationships that will lead to growing revenue. Stay with us to hear all the details. How do you feel about where your business is today? Most of us do our best work in collaborative, supportive environments. Come explore ours. The Smashing the Plateau community can help you build your business through engaging discussions, live training events, a private communication platform, accountability partners, and lots more. Speak to me or one of our community members to learn more. You can schedule a quick conversation at smashingtheplateau.com slash 15. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash 15. Now let's welcome Paul Brubaker. Paul is a business leader with a foundation in finance and operations, including time as GM, VP of finance, and VP of human resources. He earned an MBA at the Darden School at the University of Virginia and has consulted at three different points in his career for two years each time. He has industry experience in high-tech, energy, hospitality, banking, education, consumer electronics, and medical devices. Paul is known as a change agent who brings out the best in people. Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. Appreciate you having me. My pleasure. So going back and forth between employment and consulting three times is more than most people that I've encountered. And I'd love to hear a little bit about your career and, and particularly like how those transitions came about. Sure. Careers don't often go as planned anymore, I, I believe. Uh, they sure don't. They're very nonlinear. <laughs> absolutely. So spent most of my first half of my career in finance. And that was when I was also a GM and, and uh, moved from a, a state industry, oil and gas uh, for 17 years, went over to high tech, followed our CEO and I had spent some years in HR, in uh, benefits, actually, before moving back into finance. And uh, that company got acquired. Acquiring company was going south fairly rapidly. And that led to my first exit after 20 years after getting my MBA. And so uh, my first day, I called the five people that I knew on the outside of the company. And and then I uh, wasn't sure what to do next. <laughs> so... Um, and at that point, I was uh, yeah, hoping I could could be a GM, but I wasn't going back to the uh, to the oil and gas industry. I, at that point, I was in California, uh, and the power industry wasn't going to happen. Uh, the high tech industry had only been there for a few years, and uh, 
I had my last project had been working on uh, cultural integration of the two companies that were acquired. And so I had this bit of HR in me and uh, met up with a, a bunch of uh, an HR group, a professional group, and started networking with them. And um, somehow I, I got introduced to the CEO at IndyMac Bank. And he wanted a business person to run his recruiting and employee relations and training functions. So I uh, took that role as a consultant, did that for a year. I think I, I really helped them. We hired a bunch of people. We were growing rapidly. This was before the uh, 08, 09 bubble. It was uh, actually when mortgage banking was going crazy in about 04, 05. And uh, after a year, they offered me a job. It wasn't the job I wanted. and I finished out my consulting and left, not knowing what was next, got onto a project, helped uh, Beckman Coulter, uh, which is now part of Danaher, did an RFP for them to outsource the recruiting. And so I uh, worked on that for about three months. And during that process, met someone who was selling recruiting outsourcing. And he said, I have a project for you that would be perfect. So when this is all over, <laughs> maybe we could talk. And so after about three months, they they were the they were the runner up. We did not select them, and uh, I called him and he said, uh, "Yeah, we need somebody to run comp and benefits at Columbia University in New York City." Who knew, right? So this is just a sales guy says I have something. So I ended up flying back and forth to New York City for four months, as if there wasn't anyone in New York City who could have done comp and ben for Columbia. I, I, I don't know. So. It wasn't my plan to move there. And so I just did it as a consulting gig, came back and uh, eventually led into a full-time gig at Pioneer Electronics. Uh, so I went in as their VP of HR for North America. It was an interesting gig. It was three years. We hit the 0809 debacle. You know, I, I laid off half. Literally, we went from 1,200 to 600 employees. And at that point, they didn't need a, a VP anymore. I had a, a couple of people that could split responsibilities. And so uh, they asked, they said, you know, it's time for you to leave. I said, yes, I understand. Here's your new org chart. So then back to consulting, right? So consulted again. Gosh, I got uh, introductions. And I, I think this is kind of the key. It's it's never losing track of your network. And so on, it's so much easier today, right, on LinkedIn or whatever methods you want to use, uh, direct emails to your connections. And it's not about asking for a job or a role, but just checking in, seeing how people are doing, caring. I think caring about people. I got introduced to so many great people. And as I look back at my times in between jobs, I think about the networking and the opportunities that I had to meet great people. And I, I kicked myself. There were there were several days when I would be on my way to some coffee or a lunch and I'd be going like, why am I going to meet this person? This, this is not a good use of time. And you'd get there and the person would be just a wonderful person. They might be able to help you. You might be able to help them. You know, I like to think that, that I've helped a few people along the way too, just as others have helped me. So that network leads to someone calling and saying, hey, Paul, I don't have time to do this. There's a, something going on. Preferred hotels and resorts needs somebody to work on it as their interim head of HR. Could you help them? They're going to move people from Chicago to Newport Beach. Sure. So I go and I interview. They We agree on terms and, and I go there for four or five months. 
another one of my colleagues had another gig. It was up in Salt Lake City and said, you know, it was a construction company. <laughs> and, you know, could you could you do something? I said, sure. So I, I ended up in Salt Lake City for six months flying back and forth. That was easier than going to the East Coast. And it was uh, construction. They they build roads and, and things. And uh, it was a an acquisition by uh, Blackstone and they were aggregating uh, different companies. And so they called me in the day, the week before they acquired a company that was much larger than they were. And uh, so then I had to integrate all these employees and things. And so quickly learned a lot about the, the uh, Department of Transportation and the requirements for drivers and <laughs> things that I had no, no idea, but actually felt like over the six months I did uh, add a lot of value there. We, we uh, helped coach a very young executive team and brought these groups together. Then had uh, networked with a, a gal that was the executive VP of HR at uh, Broadcom, very large technology company. And uh, so I joined them and worked there for five years, including a, a stint as a, a head of a couple of divisions for their HR business partner function. And then they uh, asked me to run their recruiting function globally. So did some global travel. That was all great. And I uh, thought that might be my, my last gig. But lo and behold, they got acquired for $37 billion by Avago. And that was, I think, uh, the deal finally closed in April of 2016. And so lo and behold, I was out again. And uh, I did some more consulting. Again, just I, I had stayed in touch with my network. I was in the milieu. Uh, people knew me. And uh, I actually had a job offer, but just before I got the offer, I had committed to a company that I had, uh, this Carl Stortz. I had worked there in 09 after I left Pioneer for two months. I ended up sending a holiday card to the VP of HR. She was kind of a friend. And and so I'm out in 2017, had just finished the gig at, I, I guess, uh, Premier Hotels and Resorts, I think. And I was driving to a networking event, got a call from this VP and I said, hello. And she said, I need you. And it, it wasn't located close to me. It was within driving distance, but a long commute. And I said, well, I could do something for maybe three months. She said, I think I'll need you for six. And I said, well, I don't know. And so I went in and um, built trust, built relationships and uh, got hired about a year and a half later, and then she retired, and then I took her job. So that's where I sit today. Sorry to be very long, but you just never know where your career is going. You don't know who you can help and who can help you, and it's just a matter of, of connecting with people. I hope, hope that answered the question. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's fascinating how, how you have um, managed your network and been able to tap into it when you needed a new gig. I'm curious, when you are in these kinds of conversations, what do you find has been most helpful for you to say when you're looking for work, either as a consultant or as an employee, that triggers a positive response? You know, I don't think it's been anything direct. It's not the ask. It's not the salesy, you know, what can I do for you? It's more of exploring and building a relationship. It's slower that way, probably. But the people that you're networking with oftentimes are out of a job themselves. 
So clearly they don't have a job to offer you. <laughs> and, and you're not sure you're spending all this time with people that are out of work, but eventually they are working somewhere. And maybe they will remember you if you're able to help them just like, you know, and, and sometimes I've shared oh, a template for a, uh, you know, an invoice. How do I invoice people? How do I set up my job statement of work? You know, what should I, what should my contract look like and things? And so just sharing a few templates, talking about your own experience seems to be appreciated because everybody doesn't know even how to go about invoicing and collecting and what should the contract say and and how do you do those things and so and and someone had shared that with me right and so it's like I want to share it with them so that has been helpful to me is really helping others and not making it just about yourself and again you you don't know where something will lead and and like this my current job came about from a very short consulting gig and then just staying in touch over the years, not knowing or not even thinking that I would ever end up back at that company. But, uh, you know, when somebody remembers you, it's it's nice. Right. So there you go. Yeah, no, it, it, it is very nice when somebody remembers you. And when that well, is, um, you know, basic reciprocity and it doesn't necessarily come back directly. It's like, you know, we give not expecting anything in return. Exactly. And then the universe sends us something usually from an unexpected source. 100%. So unexpected. I mean, the gig that I did at Columbia University, here's this sales guy selling outsource recruiting. And he says, look, I don't want to get inter interfere or make this be something where you get something by selling us. But after this is over, let's talk. <laughs> and he turns into this, this four month gig where I needed something and I was really glad to have it. And, uh, and it was an interesting learning too. So quite fun. Yeah, it's great. I'd like to shift a little bit and, and talk, uh, you know, in your role, either as a consultant, but maybe more likely as an employee, I know you've had lots of experience on the representing the client hiring consultants. And I'd love to hear a little bit about what you think lends itself to a company seeking out a consultant versus an employee to fill a need. Yeah, several things come to mind. The first, of course, is project work. I, I need somebody to come in and get this project, run it over the finish line. That's often an, an entree for someone, and it can lead to longer-term work or not. The key there for me is I want to hire the expert, right? I don't want somebody learning on my nickel, and so I, I need somebody with expertise in the arena. Another way that strikes me is internal battlefield of politics with people. And you need a consultant to come in and tell you either how do I reorganize, who should stay, who should go. That's really the, the issue. You can't have the internal person saying, well, this person needs to stay and this one should go. Then it, it, it ends up being not accepted by others and especially supporters of the person that had to go. And it, it creates issues. And so you, you need an expert to come in and take a look at and know how other places are organized so that they can say, well, if this were me from the outside, I would say that the standard or best practice would be to do it this way. And then you have that discussion with your client, figure out, you know, do you have issues about who could fit into these roles? Do you have the right people? Oh, you don't have the right person to lead that function. 
maybe I could help, <laughs> right? You know, you wouldn't do it on purpose that way, but oftentimes that, that can lead to a spot. It just kind of depends. So those are a couple of ways or reasons that you need someone to come in. Clearly, if you don't have the talent in-house, you've got to go out and get the talent you need for something. Yeah. And, and then how do you find that talent? Particularly, you're, you're talking about somebody who has deep expertise in a particular area. So it, it's likely to be somebody with a, like a, a narrow specialty. Yeah. And it's, a lot of it is networking. So who do you know that does this kind of work? Do you already know someone that does that kind of work? You know, we've hired a couple of coaches for a few executives, right? And I go to executive coaching. Well, everybody thinks they can be a coach and they hang out their shingle. To me, that's, that's the case. Now, I, the fact is I know some people that I trust and I know that they've been educated in coaching. So I call that person. Are you available? Would you be interested? You know, so then you, you try to, to get a right fit. So I never just present one person to be a coach. For example, I would present three. They may all be from one company or they might be from different companies coming in and they, they meet with the potential coachee and the coachee, I let them select. But the people get the opportunity. And I always promise, I will say, look, it's my business is first. I can't guarantee that we're going to select you, but I can guarantee that we'll give you a shot. It's like being a benefits broker. We did a broker RFP recently, and I know a bunch of people, and I said, we will give you an opportunity to bid, but we're going to make the right choice for us, right? I'm never going to let a, a relationship guide what's right for the business. So just a few thoughts around that. I don't know if that's helpful. Yeah, no, it is helpful. What do you find works well when it comes to, once you have selected a consultant, the consultant is now part of your team. What do you find works well in terms of getting the most out of the relationship? I think it's important to have regular meetings as if they were an employee uh, so that you know what's going on, where they are making progress, where they may be struggling. If there's other relationships internally that you need to help them foster to to, uh, help their project move along more quickly, just staying in touch to make sure that they're delivering what needs to be delivered and, and timely. So having a, a milestone chart with, with dates and, and uh, understanding where they are is, is critical to uh, just ensuring you get delivered what you're expecting. And Paul, how do you think a community of consultants could be helpful to companies that are seeking somebody to deal with a project, a political situation, or maybe an ongoing fractional role? Communities of consultants, I think what we need to recognize is if somebody calls me to do something that's kind of a little outside my wheelhouse, it's important for me to recognize that and to pass that along to the person who's in the center of that wheelhouse. If somebody came to me to ask me to do a compensation study, I've worked around that a lot, but I'd rather give it to a comp consultant who knows everything about how to do it. I look at it, David, that every there was a Norman Rockwell painting on the front of a uh, Saturday Evening Post. It wasn't one where I was alive, but I saw it. It was a poster. It was motivational. And it said it was a picture of him painting himself. So he had a mirror and then he's got an easel and he's painting him a picture of himself. 
And then, he, of course, the picture is of him painting himself. And so he's got one from the back because he's sitting there painting. It was very interesting. But it says, every job you do is a self-portrait. So if I deliver to someone something that's kind of marginal, then I'm kind of marginal, right? If I deliver great, a little step beyond, that's what's going to lead that person to then recommend me to someone else. So if I can't deliver, but I can help them, I can say, you know, you ought to call David. He really knows everything about blah, blah, blah. This really isn't in my wheelhouse. I'd be glad to help you on something else, but this is not the one. They appreciate that, right? And that's where a consulting community can help each other to know those skills and to to know the background of people. When I was out of work, I would meet with other out-of-work HR people because I was in HR at that point. And, uh, and you learn that there's lots of different nuances to that person's background and what, what they're really good at. So you can refer each other. And I think that's where everything starts to, to meld together. Yeah. Well, is there anything you want to share that I haven't asked you? Just enjoy the time. It's so easy if you're out of work and normally you have a normal paycheck. And all of a sudden you have, you don't have that foundation. It's, it can get very uncomfortable. And for me, looking back, I look at that time as quite a gift. It was a learning time for me to learn about different aspects of business. How do I network? How do I grow? It's like sales, but it wasn't sales, if you will. I mean, it was a skill set I didn't have to network. I was a little bit, uh, probably introverted since I started in finance and all the people I knew were inside my company. And so as you grow that network to see the loveliness of people on the news, we can see all the ugliness of people every night, right? Death, disaster, and destruction. This is, is our newscast. But the reality of life in that I found in my networking was that 99.5% of the people I met, I was thrilled to have a chance to sit down and I made it a point to, to sit down. I would have a coffee or a lunch with these people and spend an hour or two. And by doing that, I think it really built a different type of relationship with these folks. So that we remembered each other. We knew a little bit about each other more than just a call and a, a quick, you know, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. What are you looking for? Okay, I'll keep you in mind. That doesn't really go very far. They remember you for a day or two. <laughs> but uh Anyway, so so that was uh, so enjoy the time, enjoy the people you meet, value everybody. I, I think those are the keys that I would take away from that. Yeah, no, I think it's really important to enjoy the people you meet. And if if you're not enjoying it, then um, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Exactly. So true. Yeah. yeah. Well said, Paul. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed or learn more about you or get in touch with you, where would be the best place to go? Yeah, I think they could contact me on my email, uh, paul.brubaker, B-R-U-B-A-K-E-R, at iCloud.com. Because I'm working full-time, just picking up the phone and calling me, of course, nobody's number is going to be in my phone, and I'll, I'll ignore it. So it's best to just hit me on email. Sounds good. Uh, we will include that in the show notes. Well, Paul, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Smashing the Plateau and share your insights. My guest today has been Paul Brubaker. Thank you again, Paul, for joining us. Thank you, David. 
When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. On today's episode with Paul Brubaker, we learned how to network and build real relationships that will lead to growing revenue. Are you building a community? Check out Circle, the all-in-one community platform for creators and brands. Bring together engaging discussions, members, live streams, chat events, and memberships all in one place, all under your own brand. Circle is the platform we use in the Smashing the Plateau community. I love the way Circle puts your people, discussions, and content all in one place. Get a free 14-day trial of Circle at smashingtheplateau.com slash circle. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash circle. I'm David Schreiner-Khan. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode. Thank you.